so question for y'all. Um, resurrection is real. You can bring anyone back. Who are you dressing up and going to the Krakoan Gate? What being like Whitney like, Houston? <laughs> do you think that people they have to that break? That was wild. That, that sentence. <laughs> I knew what I knew what you were saying. I don't though. understand it. No, he's like, talking about the Elvis tell, impersonator. Tell it to me. The tell Elvis it to impersonator. Me. No, I like the idea that you have to dig up the person that you want resurrected. It's so just people you are just showing up with a bunch of corpses of like Lucille Ball <laughs> and be like, resurrect her, resurrect. I this want a seventeenth season of I Love Lucy. Come on, bring Paul in back. <laughs> Paulin's oh, dead. Oh, oh. Wait. Well, Brent is gay, and Caitlin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Welcome to the Homo Superior podcast, where if you really love Glob Herman, you're probably Brent Wingate. That is me. Uh, issue two forty nine. I'm Caitlin. I'm Clark. I'm Ryan, and I love Glob Herman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week on Homo Superior, MCU Next TV is back with Dat Tass. It's episode three of X-Men, the animated series, Interfagnito. We have news and issues and apparently short write-ups. And of course, we've got some plugs. Let's get into some some housekeeping. This weekend, it's FlameCon, the queer comic book and sci-fi convention in New York. And we, Homo Superior, we're going to be there. We've got a panel on Sunday, August 21st at 3.30 p.m. with the one and only friend of podcast, Steve Orlando, writer of Marauders and many other things. The uh, the panel is called X Games, not affiliated with X Games. And on top of that, on Saturday, August 20th, we've got a happy hour that we're doing with Power of X-Men, another X-Men podcast, with featured guest uh, Demanda Martini, who's a phenomenal drag queen and cosplayer. It's going to be 6.30 p.m. at the Library Bar at the Sheraton Times Square, which is where FlameCon is happening. You did know, you do that in all in one breath? That was I did. great. That was great. great I did. pitch. I did. You're ready for a radio DJ at this point. I I am going to pass out because I didn't catch a breath. <laughs> Even if you're not going to the con, come see us at this happy hour, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. Come, come see, come see the happy way. hour. Or and like, then go to the con. We'll yeah. Have, yeah. We'll have cosplay. Mm-hmm. You can have cosplay. You can wear whatever you want. I'm so a, excited for the cosplay. We're all yeah. dressing up, and I'm pretty excited. Yeah. All right, so let's get on with our episode. First up, MCU Next TV, which is our weekly segment focused on the latest and greatest of the MCU Disney Plus TV shows. While sometimes we digest entire seasons as extra issues, we know folks like you can't wait to talk about weekly spoilers and reveals. So let's get down with na 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 X-Men, the animated series, or as Brent calls it, that ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode three, Enter Magneto. Um, so, uh, obviously <laughs> Magneto entered, yeah. uh, and Surprise. the story continued, but, um, we're not going to recap the episode cause I think everyone's really watched it, but what did you guys think of his debut? I mean, th- a quick recap would be Magneto tried to break Beast, Beast out of prison out. and Beast thought there's a justice system, idiot. He I always know. thinks he's so smart. He's a he dumb does. bitch. Then he's put back in jail. Love that. Oh, you wanted to recap that stupidity? Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, it's important, though. And then we got a very thrilling trial. <clears throat> One of my favorite parts <laughs> yeah, was when um Ma- when Xavier's talking about the p- his past with Magneto, and he's talking about this really young associate he works with, and Magneto already has fucking full gray hair. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they both look like elderly men when they're supposedly 25-year-olds. When, when he's explaining it, he goes... We met at the war. The war. <laughs> yeah. war. Where you whatever know, whatever his country that he's from, and there was fighting, and who knows, and people didn't like each yeah, other that, in war. The creators Mag- were like, this is going to hold up. Magneto's, There's always going to be a Magneto's war. Magneto's weird Eastern European <laughs> accent fitted in and out occasionally. Also, he's, oh, well, yeah, just like Scarlet Witch. Yeah. I, I had to stop it a few times. I just forgot how drawn on his eyebrows are. Oh, my God, those big black, like... Well, crooks. Yeah, what the fuck? Why do you think I'm gonna cop those Magneto? He looks like Bosco <laughs> with those fucking like from Drag Race. <laughs> I meant the, the oval. The oval. He's got Bosco. The I chocolate wish. powder well, from Seinfeld. No, I got Jane Lynch. Bosco. <laughs> Bosco. No, he looks like Bosco for, with those eyebrows. It's quite alarming. It's it's great. I I I they got Magneto right. I mean, if you think about it. Like he's he had been in other media besides comics by that point he'd been in the Pride of the X Men animated series he was in uh, Spider Man and his Amazing Friends and they made him a sympathetic villain from the go where he's like <laughs> he's like he's like you know mutants are being persecuted I'm gonna go bust out Beast who is an ungrateful little bitch True. reading George Orwell like on the nose a little bit mm-hmm. Hank McCoy to be fair those those guards were. 
Very rude. You know, four legs bad and two legs read. bad. So, no, here's the, the my part I loved about that. So when they're saying he can't even read, he's turning the pages the wrong way. Yeah, they always do it. Like, he literally looks at it. Maybe it's manga. I don't know how many TV shows somehow fuck up the direction books are supposed to go. I've seen it animated. I've seen it live action. They they always go the wrong way. Live action, too? Yeah. Well... He obviously literally he did that, and then they question whether he could read or not. And I'm like, he yeah. must be an idiot. <laughs> well, it's either manga or he's reading in Arabic, which I mean, it is. It, it, it is a Korean Thank artist, you. so there you go. Um, but then the, the book is the actual titles on the right side. So. <laughs> look, look at Beast, probably thinking this is just an allegory for a fascist police state. Huh? He doesn't even realize the subtext and undertones of current political criticism. And B's like, I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah, he can't even read with a critical eye. <laughs> He's like making great points. And they're like, shut up. Shut up. Weird thing. I have uh, lasers. Um, let's talk about the courtroom a little bit. Um, the judge, the, everyone's screaming their fucking faces off. He's got, the a judge bow, goes, oh, he's got a bow tie like he's from the <laughs> South. Hey, hey, this is a the, fair but to courtroom. But fa- to be fair, everyone really listened to him because everyone was screaming at the top of their lungs. And he goes, order, order. And everyone's like, okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. And then they everyone immediately got, did uh, it. The entire crowd is like, peas and carrots, peas and carrots, peas and carrots. That's wrong. I know, I know, I know. I like the... Um, he does the whole Shakespeare bard blah 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 thing yeah. that he likes to do. That's long winded as fuck. I like when he says, "Um, when uh, when you pierce us, do we not bleed?" Yeah. And the um the do judge is not. like, "Don't t- don't say that because they'll start stabbing." Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't tempt <laughs> us. Yeah, that's the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really fucked up. But I, I want to keep this clear. This is an impartial courtroom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will we stab, stab you with you. needles. The the bailiff just pushed him on the ground. <laughs> really good <laughs> it was really good i i did think it was funny Sabretooth shows up and he's you know trying to cause a ruckus ruckus, ruckus and ruckus, wolverine's ruckus. ready to stab him and cyclops screams no that's an order <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't an order <laughs> also how many rooms can wolverine storm out of in three oh, yeah. episodes it's a lot of i don't rooms. know we I should go keep a count. we should literally go. keep a count. i, I yeah. loved how much of a dick he was and in the very last scene when he's talking to cyclops he said, let's go home, buddy. And you're like, what? <laughs> it, was, it was like the nicest friends. way he's ever said it in queer, his life. Queer subtext. They're fucking. And Charles. Yeah, and he's holding like a, a corpse version of Storm. And they're walking out. Oh, he's yeah. like, let's go, buddy. Let's go, buddy. Oh, yes. He has to catch a fainting Storm. Gene doesn't faint we in this episode. Been, storm we faints. We must have been boring company. I love, she fell so, asleep. So Wolverine's running. <laughs> To yes. get her and somehow like jumps and then suddenly is diagonal in the world mm-hmm. and catches her diagonally. So yeah. I don't know what yeah. kind of spatial awareness the arts and, has had. And let's not forget, he's none. basically made of metal, which is really what you want to get caught by. Not Cyclops, who is faster, taller, and probably more agile to, to actually do it. No, you want to get caught by adamantium, the softest of all materials. <laughs> Uh, also, practically talc. It's adamantium. Charles and Magneto, like when they had their like their an associate in their past, they were fucking. They were yeah. boyfriends, we and they know. still they're jilted lovers now. Baby, they don't want to admit it on camera, but yeah, we, it one, was the nineties. Is that I one of the old it. ways of saying that they were gay? Yeah, we were associates. We were oh, associates. Yeah, in the war. Yeah, <laughs> associates. We were confirmed war. bachelors. <laughs> but then these other men showed up, and Magneto just had to chase after them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Magneto said a little nugget when he, uh, he said, come quietly or get taken. Hmm. What does that fucking mean? <laughs> Isn't that a grinder profile? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it means, but I wrote it. I just added it. Okay. Yeah. Come uh, quietly or get took. That's what, get uh, <laughs> that's what, uh, Liam Neeson says when he's having sex with someone. <laughs> <laughs> and so, get taken. No. Yeah. So stupid. Also, um. That was the old Netflix and chill. Come quietly and get taken. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's when they only had Taken yeah. on there. That was such a weird time on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. and you had to get the DVD. Like it wouldn't, like yeah, yeah you couldn't stream it. <laughs> yeah, uh, just throw common to a mailbox stuff. at you. <laughs> yeah, um, th- this is back. It actually calls to the past where Cerebro was did kind of whatever they wanted it to. Yeah, um, because there's a lot a throwaway line that's like. Let Cerebro tell you about these missiles. And you're like, excuse me? <laughs> what was Aurora's plan? Was she like just going to run into the nuclear warheads? I think she <laughs> was just going <laughs> to hug them all and explode herself. <laughs> They're like, you know you're going to kill yourself that way. She's look, she's she's like the God, whatever, right? the goddess of thunder. It's funny you know? because you know Why? they have to Why create funny? they have to create stakes, but it becomes really bizarre when you think about like what Magneto's plan was that he could so quickly and on his own 
launch a bunch of nuclear warheads. Mm-hmm. Uh, why isn't he just going around the country doing that constantly? Yes. No, he's like, all oh, three of them, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> well, it's definitely a kind of like tough. a loose adaptation of the first issue of X-Men yeah. when like the original five take on of Magneto course, yeah. and it's with, the, it's with the missiles. Even him with the shield is very reminiscent of that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. What do you think about Sabretooth's entrance where he just throws some chairs and gets just knocked a, out immediately. And he has the a most runt torso. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was hot. I yeah. was always very confused as a kid because I thought he literally had an animal body parts. I thought he was just just had literally a human head and that's it. I mean, can you imagine living in this world and not hating mutants? These assholes just show up in a bunch of costumes. They fuck up your courtroom and then they're like, we demand equal treatment. It's like, <laughs> listen, get, RuPaul's been doing this for 14 uh, seasons. Uh, all right. Get out of here to with be, your blown out ass hair. To be fair, Beast should not have gotten parole. I'm going to be like, he should not. I have. mean, he should die. Uh, hey, you're gonna uh, you're gonna withhold bail from my plaintiff who committed one felony, <laughs> <laughs> one small small. I don't think that had the weight you were thinking it was, attorney. <laughs> that attorney. Oh, was... attempted murder, as if that's really a crime. Yeah, attempted murder. He they... couldn't even do it. <laughs> they really needed She-Hulk there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, anything else on the third episode of that task? I can't wait to see how this turns out. All right. No, let's get into some issues. Issues. All right. The issues is our. Weekly recap of all things X. And this week we've got Axe, Death to Mutants number one, New Mutants number 28, X-Force number 30, X-Men number 13, and House of 92 number three. Oh, no, four. number four, number four. Oh, fuck. Number four. All right. Sorry. Uh, Axe, Death to Mutants number one was written by Kieran Gillen and G. Villanova. And then X-Men number 13 was written by Jerry Duggan and Carlos Villa. We're going to talk about these two issues in tandem because... They cover a lot of the same ground, but, you know, from different perspectives. So Axe, Death to Mutants, features the good Eternals fighting back against Druid's forces, while the new X-Men team fight the Hex, those eternal kaiju, <laughs> just wrecking up the place and never dying. And then both issues uh, culminate in what we saw in last week's issue of Judgment Day. The Celestial has woken and is ready to judge Judy and Executioner. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I lost a word in that sentence, so yeah. that sounds kind of crazy. <laughs> uh, all right, what do you think of the chemistry of the new team? I kind of like it. I kind of like it. I was mad that Iceman was on this team, but I was like, he's really essential, honestly. It he, makes sense for him to be on this fucking team. He is. Way more than Havoc doing. Absolutely. Listen here, Havoc just wants to have not. a drink. I actually kind of like the fact that Havoc just, was he doesn't like, doesn't need he doesn't want to be there, doesn't need to be there. Has he is it through the years he's become this person? Because I don't remember Havoc being this. I guess he's had a la- a, a bad couple of years. It, it, been, it was uh, the inversion that really did it. Yeah. Whatever the fuck that, that was called, Axis. And he, ne- Axis and then, he never and then got Hellions. inverted back either. So. No, he kind of yeah, did. Some shit happened. Did. I don't know. But anyways, no, he was fine during the later X-Factor but runs. But him and Firestar are really phoning it in, honestly. Well, X-Factor... I like what they're doing with Firestar. Firestar's like, well, like, the Avengers have a submarine. Why can't the... I'm like, you're, you're gonna be that bitch. You're gonna be that bitch, aren't you? <laughs> She's giving me Monica Rambeau uh, vibes from... Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, first wave? or yeah, what? yeah, Next, next wave. wave. Next, next wave. wave. Yes, next sorry. wave. <laughs> oh God, well, she's sorry. all... Did you ever watch Insecure? Yeah, uh, of course. The, Ratio? Remember when Molly goes to the, the new law firm? It's like, well, at my old law firm, you know, this is how we did and it. they're like... like Shut up. Shut yeah. up. I don't want to hear about your fucking old law. No, I never again. watched Insecure. Because you're what? <laughs> oh, my God. You got to watch it. You got to watch Insecure. It's so good. Yeah. Um, uh, go ahead. So what's the what's the team? No, I, the, I, 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 I like what they're doing with Firestar because, you know, the very last page where it's um the dad, a letter from her father to Emma Frost saying, like, what the fuck you're doing? You're opening this wound, the scar that, like, you destroyed my daughter in the past. And now you're right. going to try to pick the pick the wound again and just fuck her over again. I, I quite liked it. I kind of enjoy how Iceman's sort of a, a known commodity. He's worked with the teams over the years, so he fit in re- real quick. The three that have been working together for apparently a year, which really bothered me that they said it was about a year that they've been working I together. Know, don't it's put time. Been let's three not weeks do it. Let's not your do time. it. Yeah. But um, but the, all the four of them really work together. Forge wants a drink. Havoc wants a drink. Firestar is somewhere else half the time like it's and what's magic doing magic's like magic's just, she, everywhere doing everything in this week she, she just is, wants yeah. to fight she came here to fight i'm 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 all for that i'm into it. i think there'll be some good stuff coming up i'm the, digging the team actually i didn't think i would but everything else last time seemed just so segmented yeah 
I like that they're a lot more dysfunctional than the original team. Like, dysfunction is what makes things interesting, yeah. even though, like, I was not sold on this team from the get-go. The one thing that did annoy me, and they called it out in the issue, which doesn't make it better, is uh, Bobby Bobby Iceman dead names Arako and calls it Mars and, uh, who is it, Forge or somebody says... Uh, I can't remember who it was like don't saying. Tell don't tell Magneto. Magneto. Don't let yeah. Magneto know that. It's like, no, the name is Arako. It's the mutant name. Like you fucking piece of shit. Well, he's getting names wrong always. Yeah, he's a dumbass. He's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, what I don't, I, I don't know. That didn't really bother me much. No, uh, he, I mean, he did terraform Mars. He terraformed Mars into Arako. That still doesn't mean he didn't terraform Mars. Yeah, but you, it's not called Mars anymore. It doesn't the matter. Called... But he's still literally. That's it's an, that's literally a... dead naming it. It's a. But you're the one who deadened, deadened it. I didn't deaden it. He did by changing it to another place. That's not what he said. Um, I, I would just like to point out one thing. For them to say death to mutants and barely any mutants are in that issue, it's all Eternals all the time. It's, yeah. It was quite weird. It's almost like those issues could have been flipped, even though I know it's the new X-Men team. But, like, there was no mutants in it. Well, I think... Th- I think the ending obviously played into it. But still, it's like... Yeah, I mean, give me some mutants if you're gonna give me that. Title. I mean, this is the Eternals title that's continued. Yeah. Basically, it's that's that's yeah. what this is, and they're just trying to find a different name for it. It's kind of ironic because, like, the very end, you see like the graffiti of like Death. No, to I get it. I just I want more X Men. I mean, Death, <laughs> yeah, sure. Death to X Men is gonna sell better, so that's what they named it. That. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys think of the character of the Earth Machine? Like, it was all throughout Eternals. This blue text on a black background. Oh, the sentient sort of like. Narrator. It's a slightly sarcastic kind of uh, nerd geek planetary, you know, machine that is uh, generally seems to be on the side of good. And I, I used to kind of find it somewhat annoying, and now it's it's warming up on me a little bit because it's it's I think it's fun editorializing. It's literally Kieran Gillen mar- Mary suing himself in this series, and I like yeah. Kieran Gillen a lot. I, I think he's funny and he's talented. But the way he like talks about the st- like the RPG stuff, yeah. it's like clearly like this is something that he loves. The first comment on that I thought was fine. I'm like, oh yeah, hit, hit points versus whatever the other thing was. Yeah, I yeah. And like then that. when he said it, then there was another one. It was like, all right, we got it, we got it. You like you like games. Listen, when the machine starts talking about like '90s Brit pop, yeah. you know it's going to be Kieran Gillen. Yeah. Just like mm-hmm. that is totally him. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is my new way of going through the world. Uh, I'm just going to say you have 24 hours to justify yourselves. Can you imagine if that was the new edict from Twitter? No, that's uh, after a Tinder date. I send that text message. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do get a lot of second dates. I'll give you that. I do. Yeah. yeah and I and well, and they're gone. They don't get them. Yeah. But I <laughs> <laughs> vaporized the netherworld. Um, how do we feel about the visual at the end of him just having a big old staff, just like being like, um, it, it's basically stolen from Rick and Morty. Who's I him? feel um the the Sentinel League. Okay. The created. Celestial. Yes. Okay. The God. Um, uh, the the judgy the judgy celestial so, judgy. so judgmental what I, is this like judgment day or something <laughs> but uh how do you feel about them creating their own god and sort of the visual and just everything about this dude because i think he came in way too hot i so we talked you weren't on last week but i i like the the trope of like the solution is worse than the problem or the medicine is like more dangerous than the the disease or the mm-hmm. virus uh, and so this fits in with like the stuff that I really like. It's like they're trying to solve a problem, like the like the quote unquote good Eternals, along with the um, along with the um, uh, Avengers. And they're like, oh, we just fucking went from the frying pan to the fire. And I really, really do like that very much. I I like Cersei's like, am I stupid for doing this, or am I trying to make something better? No, you're stupid for <laughs> doing this. And you're this, like, Cersei. I think you were right the first <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've got these conflicting questions in my head. <laughs> yeah. Two one questions. Is, one is, am I a dumb bitch? And the other is, am I a fucking dumb bitch? <laughs> <laughs> so the Celestial is asking that to everybody Show me individually and as a whole. Yeah. What yeah. does that mean? It means everyone matters on like, this Like, literally, he's gonna, they're going to be like, fuck you, smite this person or this group or this whole planet. Yes, yes. But, like, each level? Yes. All the way down? Yes. But what if you keep that one alive, but then you decide the planet needs to be fucking destroyed? I think then it's Sodom and Gomorrah rules. Like, uh, oh, if there's enough bad I'm, in there. I'll destroy the whole yeah. planet. Yeah. yeah. 
I thought they would just split the population down half, probably. You know, that's always been proven and tested before. If they do that shit and do another Thanos snap, I will fucking slit my throat <laughs> all over these comics. Uh, and they're digital, too, so that's going to ruin some electronics. What if, what, if the, what if it's just, like, four people? <laughs> He's got the lowest morals. You're like standard. Cameron, Jessica, Jack, and... Uh, and they're all just Judas, Instagram yes. influencers. Yes, it's they're, like... all, they're all part of a Swedish pop group. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like their music, he says. Oh, so, my God. He killed ABBA yeah. again? Ah, he's he's a a last week, did... Um, Empaths, Jesus Christ! Exodus killed that one centaur, flaming one. Uh, yeah, yeah, the hex. Yeah. yeah, he killed one, and then. But in this issue, sire or sure or something. He uh, uh, Icarus is telling Gene, "Don't kill any inhumans, even though we just read." Eternal. And, and, yeah, I don't care. Inhumans can be anything. Right. You got to get right, baby. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, inhumans don't matter anymore. We can just call them that too. Um, don't kill any Eternals, but then we just saw that happened in a previous. I don't issue. think the hex counts as the Eternals, though. Oh, they're not counting that. I don't think they're counting that because they are they're creations of the Eternals and no, not Eternals no, no, themselves. No, no, those, those are those are those are because we saw that one guy who died to resurrect. Yes. Well, was it the Hex yes. that got... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. To resurrect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. That fire Hex. That, oh. but that's why I don't understand how oh, yeah, they're yeah, yeah, just yeah. ignoring that part because it already happened in maybe, the previous episode. Maybe issue. it was before they had that conversation, mm-hmm. but why would but they But Icarus wasn't that? talking to the Quiet Council. He was talking to the X-Men, so that's the reason why he... Because oh. like, the Quiet Council's off doing their own thing Sweet. and they fucked but. up. So you're saying here you 10 people don't kill anybody. That's much easier. Okay. Yeah. Then tilt. And then the other thing I forgot already. Oh, so here's my question. Yeah. They d- they don't know that Eternals, when they die, a human has to die in order for them to come back. Right. So if a mutant was to kill an Eternal, would they in fact be killing a mu- a human? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. How does how does it, the Krakoan law? They, yeah. They, what, they how, almost how made that. The, is that's a, a really good line point. Or is there like a hook in order oh, for it to? And then they go into the, like the pit. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's a good. Which point. doesn't matter anymore because oh. the pit is nothing. Yeah, they're like they, ho- everybody gets a hollow. Experience. Everybody uh, comes out of the I mean, pit. is there there, uh, there is because Krakoa has stupid laws. There is Correct. no like manslaughter equivalent. Like I shot a guy on the top of a building and he fell off and crushed someone. I mean, you could do this all day. Like technically, if you're, and I will. So here's another example. I got it. No, I'm I have one. Let me do. It. Okay, so if you're technically gay, then you're not procreating, and so basically you're not making it's a, more mutants. Krakoa is super homophobic. Well, I, well, I mean, you're kind of not helping out the three. You better laws. get that bussy pregnant. You, but if you're a gay and That's you're not having children, you are also helping the environment and therefore extending the existence of the earth by months or years. Yeah, or weeks. Look, yeah I mean, respect the sacred land. Yeah. I mean, there are there are plenty thirds. of Catholics who would say, yeah, if you if you jerk off and it doesn't go inside a woman, then you've just killed millions. But of enough people. about the Supreme Court. Uh, let's get back to this issue. I don't think that's the same scenario, this, though. I'm. I just like this crossover, and I also just it. recognized that Avengers, X Men, and Eternals spells out Axe, and I love that now. What? <laughs> you didn't realize <laughs> Wait, that? Seriously? I was like, these stupid letters coming oh, together. It's so clever the way that they did. This. <laughs> I would just thought it was my deodorant. No, uh, no, baby. All right. Yeah. Do you think that's why they picked it? They just worked backwards. No, I don't from think so. acronyms. I think it's just a happy incident. All right. Let's <laughs> talk about X Force number thirty. Uh, writer Benjamin Percy and artist Robert Gill, a very not axe crossover issue, even though it's mentioned in the whole roster of, of, of issues. Craven shows up and Wolverine punches a tree. <laughs> so obviously it's very clear what happened in this issue. <laughs> uh, I was I was a little bit shocked that Craven showed up to uh, fight a bear whose name I want to say is Scar. Um, yeah. Why? Why was why was this an axe thing at all? Uh, okay, the reason why is I, I kind of made fun of it, but it's when they start talking about how uh, everybody knows about mutant resurrection. Yeah. It's linked to it somewhat. It's because, like, the that's a big part of, like, the premise for Axe Judgment Day. Oh, my God. But it is a, it is a quote, r- quote, unquote, Red Sky crossover. Eat my what? Dick, which is, is like stupid yeah like, like a pirates thing no it's it's the, it's the name given to a lot of dc comics christ and infinite earth crossovers back in the 80s because the only way they tied it in christ and infinite earth even though they had it on the cover was there was red skies happening and it's like oh look the sky is red and then they would go back to like whatever they're fucking doing <laughs> they tied in because they'd be like yeah this is also an earth yeah basically <laughs> this um this issue infinite. 
Craven was brutal. That visual of it him looks great. killing that seal uh, for do, fuck's sake. Do you mean animal lover Craven? <laughs> <laughs> Notorious. The and, one who's stabbing the seal in the and, throat. And then my other favorite visual of this entire thing, and kudos to the artist, is the bed head on that. If I was casting, bear. if I was casting someone to be that bear, it would be Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> I dated that guy. Yeah. We've all dated this guy. Yeah. We've all woke up next to this guy, yeah. basically. Um, but such a weird addition to it. Um, the rest of the story is sort of whatever. Wolverine kind of getting mad because of whatever. It's it, it didn't really land. And then them referencing X Lives of Wolverine also didn't land. Um, the only thing that really worked for me was Deadpool's interaction with everyone. Deadpool is making this book better, and I'm also really enjoying Omega Red. Yeah. Uh, well, how do you well, feel uh, that uh, Kid Omega is not around? You know what? Better. Uh, I, as they needed I, stakes, and they got it, finally. As much as I liked Kid Omega, like I started disliking him a lot in the series because I don't think the character works when you try to evolve him. Yeah. He becomes really boring. Like He's got to be the L'Enfant Terrible, or Terrible, however you say that word. Um, no, terrible. you said it right, but why? Why'd you say it? Why did I say it? Why did you say French stuff? Yeah, because it's L'Enfant. Yeah. Uh, He was the fromage quesadilla. (laughs) That sounds pretty good. Can you make me one? Uh, This is interesting. Why why don't you like to see him progress a little bit? Because I think he gets more boring when he progresses. I don't think well, I don't think he has, I don't think he has much of a personality beyond that. And I was getting really annoyed at all the issues that were focusing on him and his relationship with Esme, Phoebe, whichever one of the five. Phoebe, Phoebe. Phoebe. I liked his development, but I am excited that because there was there were a number of issues that were focused on him being like, in the way that you know when you get a little bit of self reflection, you suddenly think you're wise about everything. Every single issue, he's like, mm-hmm. you know what? Now that I'm a changed man, everything's going to be different. Hey, I can't do that stuff, sort of stuff anymore. I'm not some L'Enfant Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for I just uh, don't get me. why this comic exists. I just don't. I mean, I don't it's really care. It's one of the longest I running. I know. Of, because, of because Wolverine's in it. That's literally it. I, keep the, Deadpool, the, the stories keep, are boring. The villains are always whatever. I like Craven, but. Keep Deadpool. This is a w- WTF. There, I mean, strange in here. I'm trying to think of any yeah. of the storylines that have really nothing come from this that have spread to anything more. Minorly, that stupid plant thing that came in and then. Oh yeah, was when, in remember when he shrunk down and was like in everyone's blood? That was the fun. Oh yeah, when we were never going to get back to uh, Colossus ever again. Well, we will in the next issue that we talk about. But I am starting again. I go back and forth on this book, and this issue I really liked. Because I like the uh, sort of mind games that Beast and Sage are playing with one another, and they're proxies of like Omega Red and whoever you know. I guess Beast doesn't really have a proxy on the team right now, and I like the new status quo in all the X books. And X Force did this with everybody knowing about Human Resurrection, like like what that means, like sort of the geopolitical like sort of relationship. Uh, with Krakoa and what that means for the Black Ops team for this nation. And what does it mean for the polar bears? For fuck's sake, yeah, with the bedhead. Look, I just wanted a Coca-Cola when I saw them, okay? It's fucking Christmas, and I wanted a Coca-Cola. Okay. So, question for y'all. Um, resurrection is real. You can bring anyone back. Who are you dressing up and going to the Krakoan gate? What? Being like. Whitney like, Houston. <laughs> Do you think that people, they have to that break. That was wild, that, that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what I knew what you were saying. I though. don't understand it. No, he's Wait. talking about the Elvis impersonator. Tell it to me. The Tell Elvis me. impersonator. No. I like the idea that you have to dig up the person that you want resurrected. This so people are just with showing up with a bunch of corpses of like Lucille Ball <laughs> and be like, resurrect her. Resurrect. I this want a seventeenth season of I Love Lucy. Come on, bring Paul in back. <laughs> Paul. Poland's oh, dead. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, do you need the corpse for it? You think? Yeah, you have to. Well, then I guess I got to put my Jesus outfit away. You have away. to prove they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> I would bring back Whitney Houston. We need more hits from her. Yeah, that's a good one. I would have chose. She'd be Fisher. not fucked up. Oh, well, you know, wow. she'll go through. Re- she'll go through like rehab on Krakoa. Oh, but she yeah. couldn't sing by that point. <gasps> Yeah, but like you can go back a few years. Yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I guess. Yeah, the the I five guess. can do whatever. I mean, you right? can go back to any age, really. Twelve. I want bodyguard era Whitney Houston with those pipes. Yes, there you have it. Unanimous. I don't know. It's it's a hard question because it it I, do I do am I do, like do, 
No, I don't want to say Robin something. Williams. I don't want to say something negative. It's Robin just, Williams. It's essentially who would you go to if you could choose anyone in the world, alive or dead, to go to Prince dinner with? Who David would it be? Bowie, Hitler. But, but they had. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Fisher. So, I would just love to see Carrie. someone wandering with with Hitler's corpse and just shake it at someone and say, "Resurrect him, resurrect him." You would say Carrie Fisher, Ryan. <laughs> I did say Carrie Fisher earlier. Okay. All right. Well, You're I missed like, it. You're carrying your corpse, and they're like, "All right, who is that? We'll resurrect Whose corpse him." Corpse and you're like, it's Clark Gable, and then it's Hitler. <laughs> I just like the audacity of it all, of them thinking the mutants are just going to take recommendations. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, that seems but good. That makes sense, though. I lo- I love, like, of course oh, so, that's going to happen. So but, as uh, a DJ, you think it's okay to take recommendations when you're doing your job? Interesting. I didn't say it was a good thing. I'm saying, of course, it's going to happen. I just think it's weird that, like, if you're going to resurrect someone, like David Bowie had a good, long career, Am I resurrecting him to kind of like force him Shamble to make, around. More, make more music for me He's right like, now? Leave, let it's me rest. a very That's selfish thing. Saying. But if you're resurrecting like a loved one, like a parent or a child or whatever, that is a selfish act because like they have moved on from this mortal coil and you bringing them back is not about them. It's about you. I would you. love someone to resurrect their like 16-year-old dog and that's the one thing they need more than anything else. I like, him, I like him so right before old. he dies. Exactly. <laughs> like, I want it to be alive another year. The, the X-Men are like, oh, it's got to be a lottery. And then they're like, they pull a name out and it's Rufus. <laughs> okay, Rufus Thompson. Rufus Wainwright's dead. And then it's a dog. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, right, let's let's move on. That's why they never did it. That's why they haven't. But maybe they will. Who knows? All right. Let's talk about New Minutes number 28. Writer Vida Ayala, uh, artist Rod Reese, and Jan Dusserna. Uh, Dursima. Dursima. Apologies. Uh, another Ileana shows up. Uh, it's the Ileana that stayed if if you hadn't gone. Uh, Madeline Pryor finally becomes Queen of Limbo. And our Ileana and Colossus finally have a very, very, very short heart-to-heart. It is a one heartbeat heart-to-heart. All right, why is Rod Reese the greatest? He's the best artist ever. He's so good. So but sexy. Clark, you so want to you want to talk about this book? No, no, I all I, I don't want to talk about this book. I don't like it. <laughs> it <laughs> I went on for too it's long. It's a huge waste of time for me. I like the first issue and it just became do other you, versions of her and da 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 do do you think if they combined some of these issues it could have been better? Which they I've never have said not about had any of these all the fucking books. time travel versions of her. Yeah. It I, didn't did, I, I came into it thinking it was going to be some interesting character devel- character play between each other. Instead, it was just one character's overarching development for herself, yeah. but was also boring at the same time. Well, it was a weird Christmas Carol yeah. way mm-hmm. of going about. It is you if you pursue dark magic. This mm-hmm. is you if you die. Yeah, like it's stupid. The most interesting parts were Ileana and Madeline interacting yes. with one another. Yeah. And That's as what I mu- wanted. And as much as I love Danny and Rain, they were so superfluous to this. And... Vita, I love you. You're a great writer, and your character work is fantastic. Your plotting is a little; it needs some work. And it's like it's like this felt decompressed in the same way the Shadow King arc, you know, before um, good point before like Destiny of X started, uh, like felt just way too decompressed. It was like it's just like those those story beats are just not hitting and it for that's me. That's what happened with that. What's what the hell was that book? Children of the Atom was that what it was? Children yeah. of the Atom. They yeah. wrote um, yeah. where. Good information. It started getting really good by the end, but it was just such a long slog because of how the structure was so poorly developed. Correct. I, d- I mean, ultimately, the conflict between the characters, I thought, was good. I feel there was a, a lot of points where I'm kind of wondering, what the fuck is going on? Where are they spatially? I know that time is weird in Limbo, but I do feel like I should have some grounding. And I think, to Clark's point, maybe if if the story was focused on Madeline Pryor a little bit more in some way of like working through convincing them that she deserves to reign in limbo, that the, the, the conflict would have been about that, that essential argument that was the most interesting. The other big problem is that we already know she's going to go bad in this dark web. That's the thing. Storyline with uh, Spider-Man. So chasm. This is just a stepping stone to something else. Like if this, I've l- lost I lost all connection to it. I was happy for her at the end. Yeah, I, me too. And, and she's going to then become a police complete piece of shit again. And a policeman. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, she's going to be a policeman piece of shit. I think just yeah. like I, hear a lot I mean, of those. I like her a lot more than Kid Omega, but like Madeline is much more interesting when she's has is not. She's more of a gray like gray coat versus a black coat or a white coat, uh, or black black hat, white hat, whatever whatever euphemism we want to use. Um. The most interesting thing about it was that, like, 
infographic page, the memo that Ileana wrote saying that uh, Madeline's now ruler because I made her promise to not attack Krakoa. And like, I would have preferred to have seen that on page somehow versus in a memo yeah. form. All, all their in- oh, I thought we, I thought we did see that. That's what they were talking about when they were talking about the binding agreement. And they actually did that. That's the pentagram process. I guess I, yeah. I, I didn't really get that they, from they did that. But then they explained the full, pieces behind it off and they gave the minutes they yeah. gave the minutes, they gave the minutes. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is it's just like it's just it's a very like tell not show thing that i didn't really love yeah uh i can get that yeah um i did think i mean to me madeline makes a very good point which is the the promise of krakoa is that there's redemption a second chance for people and clearly it does not matter that you're physically at krakoa Arako also is getting that second chance. Yeah. It's the way that you're viewing the paradigm of mutants being treated as equals, people deserving of redemption. And so doing it in limbo, I think, is a very smart extension of that. And also, Madeline raises a good point because when she was first a clone of Jean, and if you are on the wrong side of the summer's gray continuum, yes. then you were then you are not worthy of redemption. Yeah. True. So it's True. like it's like this. It's it's like the royal family. It's the royal family, and like I do like that. Like the writers ha- are pointing out that like there's a lot of stuff wrong with Krakoa. It's this nation building. They're they're trying to get the kinks out, and like some of it is rotten from the core, uh, which is what happens with nation building. I know it's unlikely that Madeline doesn't break bad, mm. but I would truly enjoy to see a complicated, nuanced leader, a kind of like you know Doctor Doom ish, but really trying to aim toward being good uh, through whatever means is kind of justified. Within and I limbo. think we're getting there. I think we're going to see her more fleshed out in a better way. Yeah. Honestly. We don't know how that's going to play out in dark web either. We just have like the hint from that free comic book day issue. Where she like fucked a mailbox or whatever. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you, wouldn't you though? Tax some makes mailboxes tax someone. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. That's not I mean, exactly positive. Queen of light. I don't know. Depends I mean, you have you seen service. have you seen DeJoy taking over the USPS? Same thing. But it, yeah, I don't. I, I mean, if she, if the mailbox, I don't have strong feelings shit, either yeah. way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know that we can make more funny mailbox jokes. <laughs> it's a pretty watch me. It's a pretty old vehicle. Both the mailboxes and the jokes. All right, I got a question for you. Okay, let's say you become Queen of Limbo. What are the three rules you would instill? Uh, fuck around and find out. I think that's my only rule. Uh, oh, so uh, Tuesdays are margarita days. Just Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah, it's, what, it's was it like it's Taco he- Tuesday. It's hell. Okay. This isn't heaven. It's limbo. What Get are, it right. What are the other six days? My the, oh no, sorry. By the way, in my version of hell, every day is Wednesday. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> mine every would, day is like Wednesday, like Morrissey would mine say. Mine would be come quietly, <laughs> get taken. <laughs> And have a great time. Like that would be my. <laughs> and you have twenty four yeah. hours to justify <laughs> yourselves. <laughs> Clark, what about yours? What are your? Three I don't rules? have any. You yeah. know, three rules. I didn't actually do it. Um, you kill as many babies as you see. Okay. Lick buttholes till you die. And uh, now I'm on board. Tell your mother that rabbits are your friends. Gay agenda here. <laughs> That's the gay agenda. Two I out love of three it. ain't bad. I, I think three out of three is I'm pretty not, good. I'm not talking to my mother. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing a lot of babies? Sure, well, why not? Every day when I'm not impregnating Well, we are in limbo, so any babies you see in limbo, right? There are there are those limbo babies. Limbo babies, according to the Catholics, those are the ones who didn't get baptized. Kaylin, you, 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 uh, you had one? No. No, uh, I just think of um, Madeline Pryor just has an army of fetuses oh. that she's dragging along I don't. <laughs> okay. the Great War. They would float, surely, uh, something. Everyone has to dress slutty. So, like, your costume or your outfit has to be, like, showing off, like, your, like, bottom boob. Baby, and, and your check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Ryan, you're already there. And, like, listeners, Ryan looks real slutty right now. <laughs> It's it's wearing it's chains. He's wearing it's chains. He's got a chains yeah. on his matching chain on his wrist and on his chest. And uh, as he, I said, he looks like he's a <laughs> 1970s barber because yeah. he's got like the barber striped well, shirt. You know, sticks and stones won't break his bones, but chips and uh, sh- chip, but chips, 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 chips and dips, chips and dips excite him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Gotta that fuck true. that up. But Ryan, thank you for covering. It's a button-up shirt where right. it's one of the. We only, don't have to cover. It's this. only what it's one of the few button-up shirts where the uh, like buttons are shirt. buttons are lubricated. They self-undo. <laughs> it's a deep V. Is okay, what I'm well, saying. we'll 
What were your other ones? We no, don't have to go. No, 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 no. I think rule number one. See, be slutty, see, see, get, see. Be slutty get slutty, slutty. live slutty. No. There you go. No, live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, slut. All right, let's talk about House of 92, number four. Writer Steve Fox and artist Salvador Espin. The TIS continuity animated series con- <laughs> oh that God. ass continuity does it really? I mean, is it? This is not. I mean, whatever. Shut, just keep go. Going. Yeah, it does their take of last year's Hellfire Gala with the Inner Circle Gala, mm-hmm. uh, along with the new home for mutants in the states and a brand new X Men team in the stars. I meant to say stars, not the states. Yeah. Well, it says what? states. <laughs> it's all fifty so states. It's a new home for mutants in the states. Asteroid <laughs> Star M. What a shitty thing that no one would give a fuck about. Uh-uh. It is the least consequential thing you could do yeah. <laughs> to There's an orbiting body. It's like we they, got we got this whole island on Earth that's fucking huge. Now we've got a small planetoid like <laughs> machine just floating up here. Oh got, my god. You've it's, got a an invisible piece of rock. Uh-huh. It's so stupid, I kind of like but it. The, the way they revealed it was like, the, you'll never believe this, guys. It's going from asteroid M to asteroid X. <laughs> you're like, what? Don't worry. In this place that no one cares about, you're all safe with me. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see more 92-related sort of Iraqians and see what they look like. That's true. I would like to see that. But I did like a lot of the... They all uh, like mall rats. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> they, uh, they're all eating chili fries. Uh, I did like a lot of the early 90s references, specifically like Val Cooper's memo, where she goes, hey, like the Iron Curtain just fell. Do we want them to become another Soviet? You know, I was like, okay, calm down, Girl, like post-Cold War nonsense. Down, yeah. I know, seriously. Uh, and I'm loving Dark Beast. Dark yeah. Beast is a good villain. What a g- Dark Beast, I've always loved mm-hmm. through the normal comics, through every th- this iteration, always so good. And such a better reveal than Colossus being brainwashed. By yes. It's such a better reveal. Absolutely. Um. Uh, okay, so we have to talk about this new X-Men team. <laughs> the, the, the new reveal of the X-Men team. Yeah. What are y'all's thoughts? Let's, can we go over the roster? Please, yeah. So it's Why don't you say it, and then we're going to go to so for a hot take. It's Scott and Jean. It's Feral. Feral is because of the fact that she's almost Laura Wolverine. They literally just needed something with claws. They needed something with claws. And by not Wolf, they didn't do Wolfsbane. They did Feral. Correct. Um, they have Random. Very Random. Yeah, girl. Uh, who else am I missing? I don't think they ever introduced oh, was that Sun? Was that Sunfire? Is there? Sunfire? Oh. Yes, was yeah. there. And with also just Pilar. bad hair. With bad he, hair. He got. Remember the nineties, and then also Polaris was there too. Oh, yeah, you must have been happy about that. Yeah. They kept most of the original I, I team. I didn't really care about the series, I've realized, and so I didn't care that she was on the oh, team. Oh, really? Oh, I like the series a lot. Okay, let, random is the most obvious one, I, so speak I don't on know that. why ran, Sync's version, why is, random was Sync. That's they, how they just, that, that's the connective tissue between the two. Why would it be two? like Mimic? Yeah. Because Mimic doesn't <laughs> mimic the powers. He just mimics the... But I think... At least in our this version, Mimic... Just visually. Yeah. I think what happened here was Steve Fox went for the joke. And it, why why random? And it's kind of fun. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's because yeah. there was no mutant called fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Not until I started writing the X line. So I know it's probably it was probably too much to hope for really uh, innovative daring fashions but that yeah. is one of the things that the i fashions. i like the most about the hellfire gala is the amount of effort that's put in put into people's looks mm-hmm. yeah and i didn't think there was anything in here that was particularly i mean maybe rogues uh high-waisted coat uh but other than that i didn't think there was much fashion that was shown throughout the issue have you seen the 90s yeah, the 90s fashions <laughs> are pretty bad I liked how Maybe. bad Jubilees was. I enjoyed uh, Storms was fine. I thought it was okay. Yeah. And Jean's, uh, Jean's sparkle dress was kind of nice. But everyone else was just wearing their old costumes. I mean, it's just like Captain America dresses Captain America, Spider-Man is Spider-Man. I don't know. It's too much to ask for because you're you've got to go through yeah. so much. I was very happy with the panel of Dane Whitman as Black Knight and Cersei and Black Widow all from their 90s like Avengers look. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Black Widow, that was a tough phase for you, baby. I, the, the, like the <laughs> light gray, like Ooh. heather gray. I liked Ooh. it with the short hair. Okay, sure. Good. You're the one. I liked it. I'm sorry. I love early 90s Avengers looks. Was there anything exciting for you guys about the Phoenix making an appearance? And why is the answer now? No. Uh, no, it really is not. 
Nah. I uh, think a lot of fans out there will like and that. And did you notice <laughs> that uh, Silver Samurai is actually gold now? Wow. Yeah, that was from the last yeah. issue. Just, uh, he died, and then he, it's a he, call he got resurrected. On how he can't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and My it's only the, friend. It's the new Dark Riders. I did like the uh, basically the Inquirer, like parody, the Examiner that has yeah, all the yeah. 90s art. Oh, bitch, that was my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Read the very last line to us aloud, Kaylin. Also in this issue, Cyclops and Jean Grey talk children in their future, past, and their Shadow King reveals why he's not welcome to Krakoa. Charles hates me. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like I a mean, tab. Okay, 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 okay. So funny. Uh, I did love, okay, Sunfire Extinguish. No, I'm not quitting again, really, I swear, because that bitch quits all Girl, the time. Girl, we made a joke all the time. He wasn't even in the fucking comic that we read for more than three issues. So good. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I really enjoy this. This is so fun. It's such a, it's, it reminds me of just like the ultimate universe version of the normal comics. Just like having a good time and being 92 about it. It's yeah. just, I love it so no, much. No, it's, it's like Steve is definitely having the time of his life writing it. Cause it's so dumb and, in the best way possible. And he owes it all to us. Yeah. He does owe it. Steve, friend of the podcast. Do you hear him. that? God damn. Yeah, have a lot of Steve's references. He's kind of gotten probably. high on some horse, friend yeah. of the pod. I love him. Yeah. Uh, I do like that this is contemporaneous with what's going on now. Mm-hmm. That it's not something that some artist is kind of doing retrospectively, like, here's how I would have done it. Um, so it's good, clean fun. Yeah. Uh, speaking of good, clean fun, should we get to some new? We don't have a sounder yet. No. I don't know. It's a raven. It's a raven bringing you the news, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's time for the news, everybody. And Clark is the one that's giving it to you. And that person is me. So I'm Clark. And now it's news. According to rumor monger Sinistel, Loki season two will introduce the Squadron Supreme, Marvel's alternative universe, evil Justice League analogs. The Superman analog Hyperion is going to be rumored to be played by none other than Hein- Heinrich Cavill. Heinrich 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 Cavill. <laughs> He's some sort of German monster. Yeah. Um, yeah. Henry Cavill. I mean, if you were going to pick anyone who would look like he was engineered by Germans to destroy us all. So he's literally just going to like... Destroy my bussy, Heinrich Cavill. <laughs> he's just going to be a red-headed Superman. Are they going to make him red-headed, you think, in the show? Well, they're not they going to make him brunette because no one would get the joke that he's basically... The same. It's too. It's too boring. It has to be, like it. an easy hair dye <laughs> would be like the stupidest little silly joke that he's the opposite. Like Highland uh, uh, Home, Homelander and the boys is not brunette for a reason. He's blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there any source to this rumor that was more reliable than people fan assuming? From from you, you mean Sinistel? Look. They the fans that brought in John Krasinski for just one movie. I think they will try to do this for Henry Cavill. Okay, Heinrich Cavill. So for Hyperion, the reason why this was brought into the universe, I would assume the our universe, not the MCU, um, is because in Loki season two, there's rumors that Squadron Supreme will show up. Yes, and be, and so once they name any character ever that could potentially be in the MCU, people start theorizing on who could be, and wouldn't it be funny if it was the actual Superman? So, that, I mean, that's how we got here. Yeah. yeah. Let's not forget. I just don't know how trust, I, I'm assuming Sinistel is nonsense, but... Uh, what if they're like, uh, what if they just got, you know, Kermit the Frog <laughs> to be Hyperion? No, I, you know what? I watched the shit out of that. No, 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 no. They go to Krakoa, they get Christopher Reeves' corpse, and they bring him back. There's some the universe where <laughs> You have to shake Christopher Reeves' corpse they, at they did say Krakow they were going to resurrect him. Yeah, but before he was going to have the accident. Okay, so do, do we like the idea of Hyperion and sort of the Squadron Supreme I being in the... love that idea a lot. Has it been done too much, though? We've seen it through the boys. We've I seen think it. it's been done too much. Are these... Yeah. Are, I think it's because... I think the boys is, is the final nail in the head for it. These characters too overdone. I, yeah, I mean, like... There's too many Justice League analogs that are out there. And yeah. yes, even though Squadron Supreme was the first of the analogs and was created because they couldn't do DC Marvel crossovers back in the day, and they still yes. can't now. Um, it has been overdone, but I'm still excited because I really like the Squadron Supreme. Me too. I really, really it's like It's really them. fun. Anytime they come out with a very limited series that doesn't do well, I always read them. <laughs> you're, the, you're the one reading it. <laughs> it's me. Well, like the one from the 80s, the one that Mark Grunewald wrote, was like, 
it hasn't aged well in some ways, but it was very ahead of its time. Basically, like kind of telling like a Watchmen esque story before Watchmen came out That's of like true. a bunch of superheroes who try to take over the world to try to you know do good. Uh, maybe Miracle Man is probably a better a- analog of it. Um, but it does you know like they fuck up as a result of it. And Hickman really did try to sort of incorporate it in a, a little bit more organic way yeah. for his run, but still. It's still tough. It's still tough to do that, honestly. I don't want to rain on your parade, Kalen. But given but you will how rain on me. y'all felt about Lady Sylvie's translation to the screen, do you have any worries about their ability to faithfully adapt these characters <laughs> in a satisfying way? Okay, my problem with, with Sylvie wasn't the fact that she wasn't adapted the same way she was in the comic, like, even though I love like Lady Loki a lot in the comics. It was the most interesting part of the show was the buddy cop like relationship between Mor- um, Mobius, Mobius, yeah. and I almost called him Morbius. His name is Mobius M. Mobius. And Mobius M. Mobius and Loki, and they shelve that for this like non non romance romance between Loki and Sylvie that had zero chemistry. Oh, that was my biggest problem. Gotcha. The performance was of, bad. The performance was bad. Right. And the like the character being different, whatever. I can get over that. I think a lot of people we personally said uh, we did not like her performance, but a lot of people said she and you're not going to like this. She was the best part of the show. That's because they're unintelligent. Okay. Listeners. I liked her. Listeners. You, you I liked her. her. Okay. I liked her. Oh, wait, wait. He's stupid then. But I do recognize I do recognize the Emma Frost effect, which is that be, like in X-Men First Class, I thought January Jones did a great job. Oh, no. Because oh, I had never read anything. your credibility. Because I had never read anything with Emma Frost in it. And then when I read stuff with Emma Frost wow, in Clark it. Wow, Clark is right. You are dumb. I, I thought, God, this is not great. Yeah. He's okay. not dumb he's just ill-informed ignorant ignorant like 50 percent of republicans I don't are ill-informed the I, other half are just dumb why why when and i evil. am digging my own yeah. hole oh, are evil. you guys throwing dirt on top of me i didn't do it <laughs> we're gonna resurrect you I, later on when Krakoa gets around to you i swear to God, you're on the queue you're on the queue i agree I with think, you i think if they if they cast this and they do it in an okay way and maybe you don't have to bring it to like the big screen or whatever but if they just have like this squadron supreme of like maybe they're a some, joke they could Cameo be a jo- queens. they could be jo- a joke, but also just not these big names. Like putting everything in a big name is sometimes it doesn't do you any justice yeah. because there's more watchful eyes in a more critical way that doesn't help you at the end of the day. Yeah. And the MCU does not need to constantly cast everyone in a big budget role. Agreed. Especially if they start out in a TV series like this. You know what I mean? It's it's not going to help I, out. I, I don't want the Henry Cavill of it. I want the characters, but Henry Cavill, it's too meta. It's too winking at the screen for it me. It is. I don't like And it. I don't like the fan casty stuff. I, like, I, I have to no imagine they'd want to keep him in particular like in their back pocket for something. And Captain bigger than this Captain random. Captain Britain. Captain Britain. And no, Captain, it has to be, yeah, exactly. Captain Na- Britain would be the best thing for him, and he needs it. Olivia he Coleman. It. He will play Olivia Coleman in this He's universe. just like this hulking <laughs> Olivia Coleman. Can't, can't fit into her outfits. Like and, and also, there's a lot of rumors that he is coming back to the DC universe in a very big way. So I don't know if he would want to. It'd be funny if he's know. playing both at the same time. <laughs> I'm playing but Superman he's and on himself the Superman. In one of them. The yeah, Superman that version that shit. Yeah. So I don't know if that would play out. I don't well. know. And also, there's a lot of fans of the DCU out there. <laughs> So let's get back to Squadron Supreme for a second. Something that's like Please. fun to talk about. Like, what other characters you think would be shown up? Nighthawk. Right? Yeah, Nighthawk Nighthawk's sure. gonna have to. Yeah, Nighthawk. Those and, are the two that have to. And I think Power Princess. The so yeah, the, do, the, do, the, do the Trinity, yeah, the big yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. And then they the made other the, ones they constantly get rid of all the time. Doctor Spectrum. I like, I like Speed de- Demon slash Wizard. Yeah, <laughs> he was in the Thunderbolts for a while, and I really liked that yeah. run. No, only when he's called a wizard though, because it reminds me of P. Yeah. Um, uh, Doctor Spectrum is the Green Lantern analog. They kill that one off. Con- There's like six different ones they in the Marvel universe. They keep killing her. Usually, it's a her off yeah. over and over and over again because they don't like how they're doing the presentation. No, they don't. They don't like how they're working with the character. Like it, the uh, the Green Lantern of it all is confusing for. Yeah, it I doesn't. It doesn't quite work. I'd like them to just use John Krasinski for every role, <laughs> <laughs> just as a stand-in for every single every single character. No, no, no. they're like we don't really want to fill fill this, but. Fan casting. Fan casting. John Krasinski as Madrox the Multiple Man. Yeah. He just shows up everywhere. He, he will not be playing Hyperion in the 616, but he will be in Loki. <laughs> yes. Okay? Get over it. I, Deal with perfect, it. Perfect. 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 
All right. Any more news? Yeah, the other little bit is that uh, Jamila Jamil, you know, she's the Tanya in the new She-Hulk TV show that comes out um, yesterday. As this is coming no, up, no, Friday. We, we, yeah, yeah, we're we are we are, we recorded com- this on Wednesday, so it's the, it's fine, Clark. <laughs> this is coming out tomorrow. You're listening to this. It came out today. You In should listen to it. Future today. of Friday. You can just say we recorded on Wednesday. So no, we no, 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 no. I'm here for this. Ti- <laughs> we were talking about Loki. We're we're doing timey wimey shit. Keep going, Clark. Oh yeah, yeah, times and stuff. Uh, anyways, so she guess her character is going to do pretty well and not die because she is waiting for a call to be in the Thunderbolts. But and I wanted her to be as crazy, messy looking as she does <laughs> in the trailer of this fucking TV I show. I cannot wait. If that happens, I cannot wait for her interaction with Julia Louis-Dreyfus as the Absolutely. Contessa. That is going to be some scenery chewing. Like, and also, keep these B-list villains alive. I want more yeah. B-list shit. And, and then Black Widow being it, get Bishop. Like all interacting with the three of them together. It's gonna be their movie. Fuck and me. I can't up. even like. Oh, and also Ghost would potentially be in this. Yeah, too, but so. she's not that interesting. She's boring as fuck. But she would if be they, quiet if, in the if, corner if, watching. If, in the, if, in, if they made her as fucking gross. No, no, guys, keep talking. If she became the gross, stinky weirdo in the comics like that, I'd totally she be intervening there. Actually, they could go I down that path after stinky. her, like, dark. Like, it would be kind of fun. Or, like, with, uh, and then U.S. agents there just being like, I can't keep I up could... with these women. These women are <laughs> driving me crazy. Women, they always be bop, 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 bop. bop. Why? They be shopping and what bop, bop, bop. What these quotes I don't from. know. I don't he's, know. He's, a, he's a stupid piece of shit. He, yeah, no. he's a terrible he's a, he's monster. He's an act. Who said stand-up this? Comic. Yeah, he's yeah, he's Dane Cook. Who is? U.S. Agent. U.S. Agent. Uh, okay. Anyways, I, uh, in the comics, excuse me. In the the interview I read, she calls Titania vi- messy and vile. Does that seem right? No, I've been vile called that before. Vile is definitely not a word I would use to describe Tatiana in the comic. Uh, Tatiana, mm, excuse me, Tatiana. Tatiana. You know what? Tatiana Mosley. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that makes that makes makes sense. Uh, I think, uh, wait, messy and vile, is that what she said? Messy and vile. Messy seems right. Messy is 100% right. Vile is maybe just like, she's just kind of like, she's the she's quote unquote vile bad guy. At all. She's definitely very gray nowadays. I, mean, yeah. I know she's going to. But gonna, she's going to be a bad guy uh, first. I mean, I know she's sure. going to be in the Thunderbolts because there is one half a second shot of her in the She Hulk trailer where she's wearing a hot pink power suit. There is no way she is not going to be in the Thunderbolts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Read the clue, sheeple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You any can other? see at the angle that she was thrown at that it's the form of a T, which is the T in Thunderbolts. <laughs> Tatiana can melt uh, steel beams, by the way. Can she? She can. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Anything no, else? No, she cannot. <laughs> her, best, her best friend Volcana can, though. That's Okay, that's the right Bring thing. her into it. Yeah. Okay, anything else, guys? No. No, I think no. that's it. That was the news. Ryan, do other things. <laughs> no, just start <laughs> screaming. <laughs> scream 30. Like how they end like news stories. What? Like in like old timey news stories. They would Birds end. say 30? No, like they would end Ryan, the news help, story with 30. Me. They would say 30. Ryan, go. Well, and Nichols would buy you a, a trip to the state fair. <laughs> Literally buy you. And you could get you. bubble gum and see a film. <laughs> As always, we like to wrap up with a little something we call Plug Me Daddy, where each of us get a chance to quickly highlight something that we've read, seen, heard, or experienced and wanted to share with you, our little homos. God! <laughs> Um, and bring up any birds that you want to talk about as well. Um, anyone have anything this week? Kalen, what do you got? So I'm a little late on the train, but I started watching uh, an Apple Plus show called For All Mankind. Uh, wow, you're not going to... Be gonna, nice, Ryan. You're Be not nice. going to unplug me yet. Um, it is slow at times, but it's very much m- up my alley because uh, I love alternate history. Uh, I love like 60s and 70s aesthetic. At least the first season deals with that. And the whole premise is uh, the Soviets get to the moon before the U.S. does, and it like just like speeds up the space race, um, unlike in our world where the space race sort of just ended uh, after the moon landing in 1969. So uh, it's by Ronald Moore, who did uh, Battlestar Galactica and Outlander and was uh, one of the showrunners of Deep Space Nine when it was really good. It is a little dry at times. I've heard it gets better. Uh, some of the acting is just okay. But uh, conceptually, it is very, very good. Do not undersell your own pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching this thing that kind of seems not I, great I'll in garbage, but supposedly it gets all right. 
I like it. Yeah. How, what, many, how many seasons are they yeah. up to right now? They four? just finished the third the third season. Okay. Yeah. They, they're going to be four. Yeah. I think they'll be four. And uh, a lot of people love it. Um, a lot just of, like the real Moon Landing, there's going to be four seasons. No, a bunch of people said <laughs> great things. About and then it. they cancel it. Yeah. I think if you like, if you're really into like that kind of like stuff, like space race stuff, and like, the space it's, race. Yeah. yeah exactly. It's really it's good, and it handles a lot of the astronaut stuff really well. Nice. Uh, my plug me is for a YouTube series uh, called Legal Eagle. It has a guy who is handsome and he's a lawyer who does very interesting legal analyses of uh, legal scenes in movies and TV shows and also talks about um, anything that's happening, major legal news today. And kind of gives oh, you, you are like talking a, about a bird. An, oh. Yeah, an eagle. Um, and he gives really interesting breakdowns that are often funny. Uh, check it out. It's Wait, fun. How do we find it? It is very it's attractive. You- I do remember looking at him. It's on YouTube. <laughs> I watched I watched that movie, but trailer. Uh, is he a spread eagle? He's an attractive guy. He also is like, he's a bona fide lawyer who still does a law practice and also sues the government uh, whenever they're like violating people's civil rights, which oh, is great. So doing some good too. Well, yeah. yeah. He's going after John Bolton right now. So, Oh. Get that war criminal. Yeah. Get him. <laughs> Get him, Maul. Um, Legal Eagle. Nice. Um, I would like to plug... Um, Your asshole. Sometimes we don't plug the things that we like the most. Sometimes we plug the things that need to have eyes on them. And so I would like to plug They Slash Them on Peacock, which is starring Kevin Bacon. Is it good? It's not. No, um, I watched it. I rather stab myself in the throat. It's it's not a good movie. But same, I'd rather stab you in the throat too. Good, it, you should. I I would support that if it let me not have to die. It is watching that. It is one of the most diverse casts that I've seen before in terms of uh, queer culture in general, which is really great. Yeah. Sure. And I wouldn't so much call it a, a horror film as I would call it a episode of Glee. So <laughs> where then the um, last fifteen minutes, many people die. Yeah, they sort of forget halfway through the movie that there is a serial killer, so it gets tough sometimes. So do they break into song? They do. They do. <laughs> they do. Oh, a, what? Sorry, Ryan. I know that we are, as a venerable institution, mm-hmm. Plug Me Daddy, yes. supposed to yes, put yes, a, yes, 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 a spotlight on... But sometimes we need a watchful wa- wa- eye yeah, yeah. as well so, as a spotlight. Like the eye of Sauron? <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> All right, so little hobbit. My question is, we're we're supposed to put an okay. eye on stuff that should be seen. You, you, My question is, why the fuck can I can I we can I speak this? honestly for a second? I, I my my watchful eye saw that my peacock uh, a subscription did renew for another five ninety five, and I said fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip ended. Why didn't I cancel it? And so I was desperately scrolling, trying to find anything. Through all three movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I came across this, and I said, this is kind of gay. And <laughs> it was Peacock, very gay. Peacock watched all of The Office, and, half of the movie Heat, and or it was They gay. Them. But you know what? It is introducing a lot of queer artists, a lot of young ingenues that l- – should get some uh, the, the acting is fine <laughs> i'm really trying to bitch this guys i'm so sorry <laughs> why just give up <laughs> no Look, uh, and you scoffed right, at well, my for all mankind to also as a community we can't shit on all queer content well, that's then where don't you're wrong. bring it up <laughs> then don't bring wait, it up wait, actually so is it is it bad enough to be good? Does it no, come like no, around? no, baby. I'm there. Okay. I'm there. Yeah. Oh, I've then that's a, that's no. a real plug when they, for me. When they did start singing, I went. Well, I guess everything's <laughs> up for play at this point. I, I couldn't do it. I hated it. What's your blood, Clark? Um. So I haven't watched it yet, but Orphan First Kill, the sequel prequel, excuse me, to the uh, the night 2009 horror movie Orphan. Oh, about yeah. this little girl who may or may not be just straight up murdering folks. I and love that. It's dark and fucked up and weird. I don't really have to spoil it, but know? it was the, the, the character who played the kid. This is twelve years on, is playing the kid again in a prequel. So she she's Benjamin Button. Yeah, yeah this mm-hmm. this twenty five year old actress now is playing a character she played when she was twelve years old. Yeah. And it has she like just not aged very much the, physically? Not too much, but also they purposely had to film her different scales and stuff like that. Oh. And she's not playing against really uh, like in the original one that she was like had a 
eight-year-old sister and a 14-year-old brother, so they're purposely not having her sit next to actual children. But supposedly it looks really good to me. Like It doesn't look like they're just Funhouse Mirror nightmaring it. But Real Where can you watch it? It is on HBO Max. Gotcha. As of today. Take it or to yesterday or whatever day today is. I don't know. But anyways, I'm excited. That was my favorite movie of 2009. It's so fucking dark, and I just left some woman kicking a child in the throat. Oh, God. That movie is phenomenal. She, she pulls a gun and points a gun to a poor little deaf girl's head. It's dark movie. You should watch yeah. it. I'm trying to remember what my favorite movie of 2009 is. What came out in 2009? I don't fucking Nothing. remember. Um, my graduation. Nothing but Orphan. Uh, 500 I Days of Summer, which I has not Riot, aged well. Riot uh-uh. came out. <laughs> that was my number five movie of 2009. It is not on the list it anymore. It is a badly aged movie. All right. That's been our episode. Uh, this, you know, I thought this was a fun episode. It was. We, yeah. we, we were a little loosey We talked but about four things we didn't love. I Yes. But this is our last episode before FlameCon. Please so come please us. come see really us see if you're in New York. You don't need to have a costume. You just show up on Saturday at 6.30 to the library bar mm-hmm. of the Sheraton Hotel. With a I'm shirt sorry. on and a dream. And <laughs> You don't even need a shirt. Our, you can be like Ryan Kroll. Our room number is 209. If you're coming <laughs> to see me, don't come. Yeah. I'm not coming. Uh, You'll <laughs> be there in spirit, though. <laughs> come quietly and get taken. You can find us on Twitter at X and Instagram at Podcast. We've been Homo Superior, the ominous, watchful eye of TV and movies. (laughs) Bye, little homos. Bye. Bye.